Well, hey there, you are listening to episode 38 of Successful Bodyworker Podcast. I am your host, Zach Mayfield, creator and founder of Successful Bodyworker, where helping and healing therapists always comes first. This is your number one show that talks solely about the self-care and longevity of the massage therapist and bodyworker. Whether you practice ashiatsu, chair massage, deep tissue, relaxation does not matter to me. I will have the tips and tricks to help you stay in the game for the long haul so you can keep doing what you do best, which is working on clients, of course. Are you doing good? The answer should be yes if you are a massage therapist because you are awesome and you don't need me to tell you so. If this is your first time here, welcome. You know what to do. And uh, for those of you who've been coming back month after month, you know I love each and every one of you. If this episode seems to help you, please share this so it can help other therapists in need. And feel free to leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts because it helps a ton. As I mentioned on last week's episode on abdominal bracing, a few times each year we'll be uh, kind of going back through the back catalog of past episodes to dust off a few gems that were really, really popular and still have value even a year later. So for this month, we are revisiting two episodes that I feel have a huge impact on therapist self-care and injuries. The first and last week's episode, abdominal bracing, which can make or break back pain and injury by building intra-abdominal pressure. And this week, we dive into an episode that was recorded in July of last year. And you can tell because I, I just started podcasting and I was still learning the ropes. <laughs> so... In this episode, we are talking about the four reasons why new therapists burn out. And if you are right about to graduate or you're, you're within your first you know, year or two of practice, then you're going to want to listen to this one. This will give you some vital tips and pointers to be able to avoid these roadblocks and you know things trying to pull you into the deep end of burnout. So before we get into the show, I just want to let you know that this episode is sponsored by Successful Body Worker, which is your number one resource for growing yourself as a therapist by focusing on self-care and professional development. With in-depth CE courses like the MT Injury Roadmap and the MT Hybrid Athlete Program, all the way to webinar trainings from myself and other excellent industry leaders, and our awesome tribe community of therapists, we are all committed to seeing you succeed. Being a member will keep you doing the one thing that you love in this world, which is massage therapy, because if there's one thing that I've learned throughout my 11 years as a therapist, it's that self-care has to come before taking on more clientele. Guys, you can't do more when you feel like you have an injury coming on or if you, you're feeling burnt out. You have to be absolutely bulletproof. We also have awesome perks and discounts for things like scheduling software, body worker nutrition, health testing, and much, much more that you can only get when you are a member. So to check out all that we have for you, go to www.successfulbodyworker.com and I will see you on the inside. So let's get into it. I get it. You know, we're all excited that we will be getting enveloped into the world of massage and healing right out of school. But people, we have to know our limits. Just because you think you are capable of doing 50 hours of massage doesn't mean that you actually should. And, you know, you might be surprised that your limit isn't quite what you think it will be. Unless you're blessed by the hand of a Greek god or you have some, you know, great and amazing genetics. Now, this isn't to say that you won't be able to one day work that many hours, but at least not right out of the school doors, you know? In fact, I don't know a lot of seasoned therapists in the game for 20 plus years that do 50 hours of massage a week. It just doesn't happen that often. So you have to be realistic about how many hours you are able to do. If you're wondering what the golden amount of hours are right for you, I won't talk about it in this episode, but I will cover it in the future. 
Guys, the fact of the matter is building a good tolerance to work does take time. This is a little harder control, you know, if you're within a franchise business, of course, but don't be afraid to set some boundaries with your clinic manager and front staff because they will most likely understand. I know setting a lower minimum of clients to build off of does set yourself up for less money. And this does lead me to the next point. Therapists aren't making enough money. So this is the second reason for therapist burnout. Now, if you listen to podcast episode number two, Do Your Efforts Scale Well? You learn that if you are within a franchise business, the chances are that your time and effort don't equal the money you should be making. You know, I don't despise franchise businesses at all. I think they're a great tool to build a good work ethic, a good tolerance, and a good feel for what the real working environment can be like. And it's, it's exposing people to the potential benefit of massage therapy, but to settle on this long-term likely won't be the best option if you plan to be a therapist for the long haul. So how do we then bridge the gap between shutting off the superhero mindset while making better use of your time and effort? The answer and your quick win is starting to work towards a personal practice. If you're, if you're a, a brand new student still in school, you can start posting your journey on platforms like Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. People love this stuff. They love to see this journey and story that you go through. You know, this, this will build a presence and get yourself noticed. Start building an audience early on. And once you have started as a licensed professional, you can start building upon your personal practice. Start closing the gap between what you are making at a franchise and on your own. And eventually, you'll be able to work solely on your own. The gap will close. Charging what you are worth within your practice will directly affect the longevity of your career because you are likely going to be working half the amount, but making the same or even more. You also have a, a much better control over your schedule. So if you are still having the boundary of starting off slower and building upon your clientele over time, you will have that option and you won't have to consult with the staff of people to do so. Having a personal practice isn't the, the do-all and end-all, of course. There are still always the possibility that you can burn out even on your own. So you have to be on top of your self-care outside of clients and really make sure to maintain good habits with sleep, nutrition, exercise, and meditation. This leads me to the fourth and final reason, emotional burnout. Now, I think you can agree that we don't see this quite as often. I feel that most therapists are really good about filtering from people's baggage, you know, steering clear of transference in multiple forms, but it does happen. You know, in the beginning of my career, I'll share a story with you. I did have trouble with this. I didn't do much in the way of filtering emotions, uh, negativity, and even physical ailments like backaches and headaches. It wasn't unusual for me to go home and have a migraine or just <laughs> burst out in tears a full day later. It was always 24 hours later for some reason. I don't know why, but <laughs> I know it was transferred, especially the sadness because a client I had the day before was dealing with something familiar. So to combat emotional burnout, 
it is of the utmost importance to meditate often. I'm not talking about normal meditation. I'm talking about what is called yoga nidra and um, specifically using yoga nidra with guided meditation. For you, those of you who haven't heard that term, it's defined as the, the sleep state of consciousness. So you're in between sleep and being awake. And when this is paired with guided meditation before bed, you know, you enter deep blue sleep with these fresh thoughts and affirmations on the forefront of your mind, and they are all internalized when you fall asleep. So when you're in deep blue sleep, all of this internalizes and you store it for your memory. And I, I think this is the most effective and more effective than regular meditation because you are really putting the nervous system into the parasympathetic mode faster and for longer. So guys, I, I really hope this helps you kind of get a feel for why we as therapists burn out so quickly. And if you've made it this far in the game, awesome. Share these experiences, um, share it with these new therapists that are going through some of these things. So 